whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm Jim Dandy. How are you? Oh my God, I'm great. <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I'm Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And we are here to, here rant, to and rant, rant and rave. Wowie zowie. Uh, Jessica and I spent like an hour before this trying to figure out some volume issues we're having. And Jessica was very low on volume. And I am happy to report that she is not low on volume, according to that opening in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> happy to oblige, my lady. Oh, my God. It's so loud. <laughs> Oh my God! What if I dying. what if I sit back like this? Yeah, it's fine, and then we'll just play head bobbing volume all. The, you know, we had some issues. It was actually me that was having issues with my arm. Look, us girls are we're trying to cobble together equipment we can afford. That's all that there is to it. That's all there is to it. We're doing our best. Um, if anybody wants to donate a sound studio and staff to us, we would be very appreciative. Please. We take all <laughs> denominations. I bet At I can point, uh, dig up anywhere. my coin roller. Yes. Also, if you have a studio, I'm going to say within a 50-mile radius, we might take you up on it. <laughs> hey. I heard uh, Santa Ana put in a new podcast studio. Oh, my God. You would think with – I mean, literally everyone has – podcasts now you'd think there would be like convenience store studios where they're like a buck an hour that's just in my dreams uh, i wish like a fedex uh, desk workstation but we go into our own little pod maybe i just found the business we need to start oh my together. god maybe you did this is it for us this is it yeah Please make no let... mistake about it <laughs> now is that kenny loggins or the other uh, uh, how dare you? Uh, you're the Loggins. I'm the McDonald's. Come on. Loggins and McDonald's. I mean, he pretty came from close. somewhere back then, not long ago. <laughs> Sentimental fool. It is so hard for me right now not to YouTube one of his performances so that I can see if his shoulders are on a swivel the way that yours are. If you're not watching us on YouTube, those are the moments you're missing. Yeah. You are missing Jessica. my gray feathered hair. I look exactly like him. Okay. I haven't had my hair colored in six months. Okay. That's a, I can't even tell. You look all yeah. of 27. Oh, thank you, milady. Thank you for the half-life. What are you, carbon dating me? Oh, my God. You're a crazy person. <laughs> did we sing and we are here to rant and rave? We did. I forgot. I okay. even gave a little bit of vibrato. <laughs> Dana, I was, how was just your focused. week? Well, first of all, we have to say we're back. Yeah. Yes, this is um, our first official recording of the year. That's right. We have not recorded together since before Christmas because mm -hmm. 
Christmas happened. Uh, you were supposed to leave the country. That was delayed a little bit. I don't know if you're going to yeah. talk about that or not. So uh, you ended up staying a little bit later in Canada, mm -hmm. which then bumped up to my trip to Mexico. So we have just mm -hmm. been ships passing in the night for the last month or so. Mm -hmm. Not world travelers, but North American travelers. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, we stayed on the continent, but left the border of our own nation. Correct. I'm correct. Ted I Koppel. was in the sea. <laughs> Dana and Jessica were eaten by a pack of wolves tonight. <laughs> Do you remember That's that? A damn good impersonation. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, Jess. Okay, um, you know yeah. this. You guys... I got to finally meet the missing links of the immediate Powell family. I had already met Dana's sister, Denise, several years ago, but I got yes. to meet baby sister, Tiffany, and dad, Gary, who yes. my husband, I think, if he was allowed to, not by me, but by Gary, if he wouldn't think Alan's a weirdo, I think Alan would get in the car and drive out to stay with him for a week because... Do you know how Alan excited my dad would him. be? My dad says, Loved him. you tell your friends anytime they're coming through, look me up. They can stay here. Like my dad, first of all, my dad He's loved so cute. Alan. He had already met Tommy, which was our friend Kate's husband who was sitting across yeah. from him. So there was already some, uh, some uh, friendship bond there. And then he met Alan. I mean, he was sitting by Kristen Marie, who he adores. Here's the thing. My dad is the best, and we love sharing him with the people we love. But if we don't mm -hmm. love you, you don't get our dad. And yeah. that is a loss. <laughs> it is. But, I'm serious. He is a national treasure, okay? He's so wonderful. But I will say, I definitely feel like my dad loves my friends more than me, for sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Mark he had Young. such a ball. Yeah, yeah. He had such a ball with with you guys. Um, so they had driven me back from the cruise. I went on a cruise with my family. There were 11 mm -hmm. of us. Man, that was a blast. I mean, there were highs and lows. There's always family drama. Of course. <laughs> but, but the core <laughs> memories were, I had never been on a cruise before, Jessica. It's exciting. I mean, I were get you that seasick? in the world. I forgot to ask you that. No, not at all. I brought Dramamine with me. And so I never once got sick. Wow. I took a pill. Um, the first day I was there, I started to feel a little queasy because it got so bad. The seas were really rough. It was during the um, state of emergency in California. <laughs> oh, so the seas shoot. were rough. So we yes. were supposed to stop in Catalina, and we didn't. We blew on by. But I'm telling you, I took that Dramamine, and I just felt like I was being cradled like a baby. Nice. It was nice. I'm really I glad that worked for you. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. I did and I was really issue. bummed. I forgot they canceled Catalina. That's all right. I can get back to Catalina so easy. It wasn't that big That's a deal. True. I'll be honest. You know, they always say there's some people, there are cruise people and there are non-cruise people. It's a very specific niche mm -hmm. type of experience. I have never experienced it before and I loved it. I mean, it's 10 stories awesome. high. There's sweeping staircases and lights. There's free food and ice cream all the time, 24 hours a day. <laughs> I mean, there's dancing, there's karaoke, there's booze. I just don't know what a person could ask for more in life. 
beautiful sunsets. Got a video. Got a video of a pack of dolphins going by. And of course, I can't not talk to animals. So I'm over the edge going, babies, what are you doing? Come over here. A baby comes swimming up to us. The pack is like, come on, baby. I'm like, no, don't go. Like, I have it on video. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Baby dolphin was like, what is that crazy red monster hanging off the boat? <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. My family, um, Tiffy had thought that there was an 80s night and we get on the boat and there's no 80s. So we I... have all brought yeah. 80s outfits. <laughs> And I just said, well, I don't know what y'all are going to do, but I bought that outfit and I'm wearing it. I love that you did that. I'm serious. That is the attitude to take into this year. Why not? My whole family did. Even my dad had on a rocker wig, long hair. And like one of the servers through the restaurant we walked through, he was like, Megadeth, yes. (laughs) Megadeth, Gary. Hilarious. There was lap dancing going on, uh, not by my family. We were just viewers, but it was amazing. And then uh, one lady walked up to me and goes, how did you guys know it was 80s night? I couldn't find it anywhere on my itinerary. And I go, oh, no, we're just crazy. We just decided it was my family. (laughs) (laughs) And we walked all over that boat. And like Denise, my middle sister, they had gone to a a captain's dinner. Uh They had gone to it. Like they, they don't get to dress up very often. So they want to do something real fancy, you know? And so they met us down at the place where the eighties thing was supposed to be happening and did not really, but, um, they walked through that whole boat and I'm telling you, my sister was to the nines. She had like that big blonde, wavy, heavy metal hair. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh Uh-huh. Where it's almost spiked, but it's still seven inches long. (laughs) Like Lita Ford? Yes, yes. And they walked through that. And her, her boyfriend, Adam, had the same, like, kind of long hair on. And they were in tight 80s clothes. It. They walked through that whole boat. No explanation to anybody. Just coming down towards us. Because oh, we were walking as a pack. I we were a pack. It. So we were, like, loony, boons, loony bins together. They were alone. <laughs> and then when we were all getting ready to kind of close down for the night, it was pretty late. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, no, we're going to go look for the boys and embarrass them because my nephews were on the boat running around. And so they were going to go find my nephews and just walk up to them dressed like that. I like, love hey, it. Boys. So, yeah, that was that was very fun. So that was, in a nutshell, my trip. How was yours? You had a great one, yeah? That is Once you got there. so fun. I'm also sad because we were just talking about her, too, that I didn't get to see uh, spend more time talking to Tiffany because she is just a doll. She's so wonderful, but they were also just so exhausted. Of course. Of course. But I got to spend time with, like, my sister's boyfriends, which I really don't get to see a ton, you know? So that was nice. That's very nice. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Ah, excellent. Well, uh, you know what? I'll give a little quick recap. You guys... Here's my PSA, because I'm not going to go into Rapture, even though I could tell you about my food culinary journey in Toronto, which was nothing but amazing. Um, Right now, when you listen to this episode, you need to go get out your license, get out your passport. Oh, you don't have one. Better apply for one. And get your real (laughs) ID. Because guess what, people? Uh, Howlin' 
was trying to check us in for our flight. And he called me, I was at work and he's like, Hey, where's your passport? And I'm like, Oh, it's next to my desk in that top drawer of that file cabinet thing. Mm-mm. I'm like, did you find it? He's like, yeah. And I don't know what came over me, but I, for the first time ever go, is it valid? And there was a long How come pause. It took you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he said, no, Jessica, it's not. And I started hysterically now. crying because I got so panicked and I knew how mad he was because it meant I wasn't going on a trip. And you were supposed to leave the next morning. The next morning at 7 a.m. Yeah, because I talked to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you guys, uh, let me just tell you where there's a will, there's a way. I was hysterically crying. And a woman who I think is scared to death of me because of my persona at work often uh, came in because I'm sure she thought someone died. Uh, that's how <laughs> loud I was crying, hiding in the owner of the business's office. And because I, said, no, I just want to—I just want to say for you, like you have been working so hard up to this point with that goal in mind. Like that yes. was your finish line. That was your release. Yep. That was me through the holiday season. Now I'm with family. This is something I always enjoy. Like you were beating yourself into the ground to get to this trip. A hundred percent. And I was so proud, like to the point where I said to Alan, I go two nights before we had to leave. God bless. But that man came in and helped me work for seven hours. We worked till two in the morning and normally I would have been so mad and in such a bad mood. I was like, yes. Gave him the biggest high five. I'm like, we're done. We're doing it. I was like dancing around like a maniac. I was like, I don't give a shit that it's two in the morning. I couldn't be happier. I can go get my nails done tomorrow and relax and pack for the first time ever. Like I'm never, I've been, it's taken me a pandemic to grow up in many, yeah. many ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to tell you a coworker overheard me. She said, um, let me call my daughter. She's really good at figuring these things out. Uh, the nutshell version is a woman who doesn't know me called 19 different passport agencies, like businesses that deal with that kind of stuff and found me one that specializes in people and entertainment. I will give you details. If you ever need it, you can DM me. I'm not going to totally disclose everything online. That'll be for our listeners because you don't know this, but I do. And I just didn't have the heart to tell you when it was going through this. Um, I was trying to get my passport at the same time you were, just not as urgently. But Mm -hmm. we had come to the point where it was better for me to wait till two weeks before than before. Okay. Just just because of mailing and getting it on time. And we had been offered your appointment. So I'll let you tell people how you ended up getting it. But I was offered your exact appointment and we turned it down. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I will say this. I had no intention of leaving my city, but they said, are you willing to go to San Diego? Which I go to San Diego all the time. If there's yeah. not traffic, it's about two hours and 15 minutes. Well, there's always traffic. So it's more like four to yeah. five hours or like right. yesterday, six hours getting back yeah. from San Diego, six hours. Mm-hmm. So 
they said, are you willing to go to San Diego? And I said, I guess. And they're like, oh, sorry. It looks like San Diego and LA offices are both closed tomorrow. They're always open on Friday. So it wasn't Christmas Eve, but it was the 23rd and they decided to close their offices. So there was one office open left in the state and it was in San Francisco and they had one appointment left in the state and it was at 8 a.m. And she goes, can you be in San Francisco tomorrow morning at the federal building at 8 a.m.? I said, I'm getting in my car. Yeah. And I drove (laughs) to San Francisco. you had a friend go with you. We need to shout out. Thank God. My friend Scarlett went with me. I'm not kidding you guys. I'm a big proponent of this. But if you need to make a long drive in general, it's not that I've driven it many, many times. But when you're in distress and or tired, don't be a fool. Try to get a friend. I'm telling you, I nodded off at the wheel twice on the way home. I, I, mm. There I said it. It's not funny. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to have to pull over and go to sleep if you can't drive. She goes, no, I can drive. But I'm like, because I can't anymore. Yeah, It was a real whirlwind. Anyways, I don't need to get into semantics. We need to move on with the program. But I made it four and a half hours later and a lot of money later. I had a passport in my hand. And also, (laughs) go ahead and don't be in the situation I was in. Because you know when you get crazy, you just have your eye on the prize. I said, I don't care what it costs. Right. I was in that (laughs) kind of mode. That's not a good mode to be in, kind of ever. I mean, unless your life depends on it. Right. But I will tell you this. And we will move along. Part of why I got so panicked, because at one point, Alan's like, maybe it's just not worth it. Everybody's devastated. We want you to come. But this seems insane. Like, he thought it was crazy for me to drive there and back in less than 24-hour turnaround and blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, so overwhelmed with paranoia. And I can mainly thank uh, The Handmaid's Tale for that. I cannot explain to you the panic that washed over me that I'm like, not only am I livid that I can't go to see people for a happy occasion, what if, God forbid, someone in our family died and I couldn't get into Canada right now? Yeah. Okay. Also, I thought, what if something happens here? And by here, I mean anywhere. Everyone needs to have a valid ID that is accepted around the world. A California driver's license doesn't mean diddly squat in another country. No. So... I am saying that with love and also with a lot of gusto. Check all of your IDs right now when you're listening to this. Right now. Like, push pause. Go check your IDs. Because my passport had expired 10 days before we left. It's the passport (gasps) I flew to Canada on for my cousin's wedding this summer. So I just didn't think about it. Oh, my God. Well, I just let mine go during the pandemic in 2020. It expired. And I Most was like, who's did. going anywhere? You know what I mean? Exactly. And yes. then you forget about it. You just don't think about it. And, like, for us, we have to have for that sure. just in case we book work out of the country. Like, there's many, yes. many, 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 many reasons. Yes. But, yeah, I totally. uh, I was at the federal building at 7 o'clock in the morning. and the And I had an appointment. And the line was all the way around the building. And we don't have tiny buildings in Los yep. Angeles. Uh-uh, <laughs> so that was huge. And people were having to step out of line that didn't have correct documents or didn't have an appointment and all this. And I can't tell you the tears. And it was I like know. right before Christmas. It was just heartbreaking. It's devastating. Yeah. Don't put yourself in that. Jessica and I are here to tell you we did wrong. Don't be us. <laughs> 
please learn from our mistakes. Okay? Yes, please. Well, I'm glad that you got to go. I'm glad that I Thank got to you. go. We both we both yes. had fun, and now we're back. And we are uh, going to try and keep this video thing going. We're going to try and grow mm-hmm. this year. Um, Indeed. We're doing our, our best. Um, we're hoping to start up our Patreon very, very soon. Um, Jessica just make sure you stay on me about getting extra content for everybody. <laughs> We're going to make our move this year, I'm hoping. And I also hope that maybe you guys will even see a difference in the next episode that comes out because I won't dwell on it because it will be a rant and it will take the entire episode over. But let's just say that I'm on a new internet system as of yes. literally an hour ago. and. Yes. Every time Dana and I are recording, it would always show me at best, at best, at about 70 to 80%. Well, the entire time we've been recording, I'm at 99%, which is what Dana is currently at, I'm sure. And we are going to have a new dawn, a new day. Okay. Yeah. We've been told for ages now that you were running at the highest ability Mm -hmm. and And that that was not the case. Yes. And that was definitely not the case. Um, but I'm now let you, you go into your rant because I can feel <laughs> myself getting very hot under the collar and I'm just going to keep smiling. Okay. All right. Well, um, happy 2023. We're just going to oh, go yeah. right, roll right on into, I'm going to be honest, this is my own rant. Uh, and I specifically, again, said to Jessica, I have to rant about this. It's not always that I'm like providing rants for us i promise but this i want more rants from you (laughs) most of the rants i do are from me (laughs) she's apologizing that it's her rant i just lifted my seat up to hear this and it's so petty and yet not and i'll get into that so recently, right before Christmas, a good friend of ours, Candace, had given me and Henry tickets to go to Six Flags. And I was yes. so excited because Henry was going to ride his first big boy roller coasters, which he did, which he loved, just like his mommy. So now I have a roller coaster buddy and I couldn't. So good. Um, we had a blast. <laughs> but there were some things that I noticed, like, I guess it's been a long time since I've been around a bulk of teenagers. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm around them in little spurts. My friends that have teenagers who are on their best behavior because they're around friends mm-hmm. of their parents and they don't want to get in trouble. Things like that. Right. Well, Six Flags is just a mecca for teenagers in the wild. Like parents <laughs> just let them go there. They drop them off. They don't look at them. They don't want to look at them. Sometimes they're not even there at the park. Yes. Okay. It's just Paid babysitting with no supervision is what it is. (laughs) And that's fine. None of these kids were like really making, causing too many problems. They weren't riotous. They were just being teens, right? But the thing that Mm -hmm. crawled under my skin so bad, Jessica, (laughs) you know how I feel about breathing in people's insides. I don't like farts. I don't like burps. Okay. I think there's a polite, did you just burp because I mentioned it? As you did that, I swear to God, it came up and I almost just did it in the microphone. It was like a contagious yawn. I said burp and you went. 
in your hand. Um, the Pavlovian so, response. I know, right? Here's the thing. Burping is very easy to keep your mouth closed. Is it still coming out? Yes, but it's not as loud and it doesn't come out with as much propulsion. And if it goes into your hand and then you say, excuse me, the it's just going to flitter away right in front of your face, which I'm fine with. Okay. You breathe your own burps in. Nope. Not these children. I don't know if parents are not teaching. Like, this would be on us, Jessica. Ew. These kids are would be our kids. Are you not mm -hmm. telling your children that when you burp, you acknowledge it and excuse yourself for spewing <laughs> the inside air of your body, which is like digesting food, oh. and then you spray it in my face with a projectile force so hard that it forced itself out of your innards into the air okay these children will be mid-conversation like as if uh, i was talking to you and then i just uh, just kept on going uh, i don't know how they don't vomit uh, and they don't care if you're standing in line for a roller coaster and everybody's two inches from everybody else's face. And I don't care if I have a mask on or not. I don't want your shit in my face and acknowledge to the world that you know that gases exited your body with force. Isn't that hard? You don't know that this just went like a tidal wave of gases. And I can tell what I have to spit. I just got so upset. I just, I just her mouth got so juicy. She had to spit. I just spit in my own hand and wiped it on my pants. That's how upset I am. Okay. <laughs> you know this is coming out of you. It's forcing its way out to the point it makes an audible. <laughs> and you don't even pause in your sentence. You just pick up the word and keep on going. What world do you live in? Are, were you brought up in a literal zoo? Oh was there no God. supervision to tell you gases leaked from your body loudly and projected themselves into someone else's space? You don't have awareness of that? Oh, my God. I can't God. handle it. Like, just say excuse me. Even if you burped it at me and went, but I would still be livid. Don't get me wrong. And if I didn't have better manners, I'd punch you. I'd pop you right in your nose, okay? But I won't. If you Was said this excuse me. Was a teaching moment? For me? Yeah, don't Did you people. lean over to your sweet, polite young son yes. and say, do you yes. know how gross that is? And we do not. I mean, he doesn't do that, but. No, he does not. You... He says, excuse me, burps. He right. labels he labels his types of gases. That's my fault, but it's kind of cute. Oh, cute. <laughs> Excuse me, I burps. love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I did. But it's insanity it's to me. so gross. They don't even flinch. And it would be yep. like girls talking to boys, boys talking to girls, and they're clearly flirting. And they will expulse into each other's faces and not no. even flinch. I mean, at one point, I said to my son, this boy burped just that, like that in our faces. And I go, ew, Henry, what is that stink? That's why you don't burp open face like that nobody wants to smell your food this boy was right? two inches from me and he just looked at me like what he had he definitely had some sort of sauce spicy meat he had a spicy meat that i was tasting and smelling in my own body That's because disgusting. he shot it out of his body so hard and yes 
When there is a rank smell, you can taste it. Yes, you I can. I know I can. Remember doing improv yeah. shows and those boys would go out for sausage before improv and then drink a beer before they got on stage? And they'd be in yep. that tiny little dank green room just pumping sausage stomach air into the – oh, it would just make me gag. What's wrong with people? I, I know. It's so gross. And I was always one of those people – uh, especially because I was a smoker, you better believe that I always had mint flavored gum in my purse at all times. And that well, was like you're the not last busy. thing I did every time before I went on stage was chew gum so that I would well, not I ever have... breathe my horror into someone's face. It's not just breathing it. It is literally projectile shooting it. That's what a burp like is. Like a humidifier. When, when did it... we... It, when did we... Ever. When did we stop saying excuse me? Pardon me. Uh, that's a good question. And why? Honestly. It's, it's an unpleasant thing for other people to have to deal with. And I understand that we all do it. So just say, mm, yeah. pardon me. I didn't right. mean to blow my stink from the innards of my body straight to your face. Okay. Listen, people. I'm what is that megaphone? Um, is that the world's smallest megaphone? Yeah. <laughs> Bought it for your son. And it stays by... Oh, that's a robot. It stays on my desk. <laughs> Okay, so I love that company that makes the world's smallest laser guns, the world's smallest, all of that. Do you I know what I got so my anally retentive father who what? would dust bust under our feet while we were eating dinner? Oh, wow. Um, I got him the world's smallest shop vac. Hilarious. Dana, it is so cute. It's like one of those canisters like your dad would have in a work room or the garage or something no, I, and it has I have a shop bag yeah it has the attachment with like the long like horizontal thing and he was like oh my god and you plug it into the usb thing and he was like i just vacuumed my keyboard oh my god <laughs> i love it so much thrilled thrilled with it Th that is a great company they sell that at a you know, like those game stores. I don't know what they're called, but those awesome stores. They have one at the mall in Sherman Oaks where they have like every board game possible, tons of fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all that jazz. I saw I like I a whole end at, cap. I think I got this at Cost Plus. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's Speaking of amazing. Funko, just to get us derailed a little bit more, uh, Do it. if you live in the Los Angeles area, you will be oh, visiting. Oh, yes. Please go to the Funko retail store. It's, it's free so to go. It's so fun. Oh, my God. It's like a museum. With, it absolutely is. <laughs> I went with our friend Jay, and he was like, I don't really like Funkos. I was like, me neither. Let's go. Because we always are doing something weird together. We've explored the tunnels in downtown LA when we were not supposed to and just pretended like oh, we knew where yeah. we were going. Uh, we went to the Death Museum together when we barely knew each other. I think that bonded us. Uh, <laughs> I cannot so, forgive you for that. I know. It was a mistake. But anyway, uh, we went to the Funko place, and man, I just had a ball. 
and you should take your children and your loved ones and your friends there. You should yep. go with Alan and take pictures. It's so crazy. I wrote the I've Game been. of Thrones I dragon. love it. I went He's like been? right when it opened with my friend Nathan. Yes. Did you make a Funko of yourself? No, I wanted to. And then Scarlett told me she was going to make one for me because she knows I do like Funkos. And then she said, I'm sorry, because she lives right near there. She's like, I walked down to the store and the line was wrapped around the building. I said, I think Say it's no probably more. pretty busy. Yeah. We went yeah. during the week. So it wasn't mm-hmm. bad. But anyway, anyway, I have to wrap up this corner. I'm very sorry. We need to start saying, excuse me, for this our rant. bodily functions. I know. Our body functions that are inappropriate in public and forced upon others should be excused and pardoned. I'm sorry. Yes. Maybe I'm an old woman for saying that, but no. I don't require a ton of manners. Minimal. Minimal. That's minimal effort. Also, why well, do people have to have their mouth open when they burp? Why do people now, all of a sudden, nobody did this when I was a kid. Now, everybody burps like this. I know if you're, if this is an, uh, if you're only listening to audio, my mouth just opened the size of my head. They don't just go, burf. it doesn't come out between their lips like a burf. It, their mouth opens and unhinges like a freaking snake. <laughs> okay, well, let's move well, on. you guys, this is a perfect segue. Mine ain't going to be long because, like okay. I said, I've just been way too fired up this week, and I'm really trying to contain it. Um, let me tell you something. You're talking about manners. You know what I'm really sick of? Mm. Older. Men, I know this would probably be not a popular thing to say, but I'm going to say it. Older white men in particular, I'm really tired of people acting like I am not there, Mm -hmm. meaning that I am not clearly standing somewhere in line and Mm -hmm. waiting to be helped or served. Last time I checked, I'm not tiny. So um, (laughs) it's not a matter of me being so petite that you didn't see my height or my girth. Um, (laughs) Number two, is it because I'm a woman or is it because I'm not attractive enough to you? I'm not a waif standing in high heels that you're not checking out my ass. So you wouldn't dream of stepping in front of someone like that. Mm -hmm. But this has happened a lot lately. And I told you guys about it last year when I was at the Hollywood Bowl and I turned into a lunatic waiting in an hour long line to get into the only market open there and directing people like Air Force control. The line's back here. Yeah. Screaming at people. Well, I did that to an older guy who was so gross and had a bunch of girls that were half his age with him. Mm -hmm. I was in San Diego for one of my cop jobs, I was going out with some friends that live there and my buddies that I drove down with from here. Shout out to Conroy and BOC. And let me tell them. you something. We love them. We were standing there and I said, I know you didn't just do that. Guy didn't turn around. The woman helping no, him didn't not. turn around. He had a wad of cash in his hand that he kept trying to slip to her because we were going to Ew. a place that's like, really popular i guess and admittedly Uh we wanted to go yeah it was kind of shishi but it was in walking distance from where we had had dinner and i'm like actually i've been curious about this place and our friend that lives there is like oh the place is always packed let's go 
so he was trying to give her money and I saw her go, no, give it to the kids. And I don't know what that meant. The kids that are slinging the drinks in the speakeasy behind the hidden wall behind you. By the way, I'm not making that up. That really is what it was. (laughs) She should have said, no, get in the back of the line. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they don't do that, apparently, at Raised by Wolves. Yeah, I said the name. It's called Raised by Wolves. It's a gorgeous bar in a super bougie mall in La Jolla Village Drive at UTC. That's like UC San Diego, like, is in La Jolla, which is gorgeous anyway. The shops and the restaurants and everything. But I'm like, is every student that goes here a millionaire? Because right? nothing was like this at my college. Okay. We had wow. quick snack, K-W-I-K-S-N-A-K. So you could get some Velveeta melted on some tater tots at 2.30 in the morning when the bars closed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, like I said, the guy pushed Right When we were standing there, by the way, I had four men behind me. I guess he Mm -hmm. didn't think they would be with me. I don't know what his thought process was, but I was standing there politely waiting to be motioned over. And I was, and I walked up and the guy literally walked, like touched me, Mm -hmm. brushed across me and leaned over with his wad of cash Mm -hmm. and said, I know you didn't have any reservations, but what can you do to get us in? I was so revolted and angry and i'm just saying it keeps happening and you guys i really try to do my best to be calm and to be nice and whatever but i am not staying calm anymore i'm not going to be treated like crap i'm not gonna have people disregard me and other human beings yes that's why they continue doing it i always say because people don't call them out on it so we know that i do i can't handle it and i i want to like you always have to your credit that happens to me at bars constantly because I'm not hot and I'm also very short and bartenders just do not serve me. And one time this is kind of gross. It's a Chuck. So I apologize before I even get into it, but this is how bad it is for me. I was at a modern family rap party and mm-hmm. I had been standing at that bar to get a drink. He had served four other people that walked up nope. after me before nope. me. And finally, the um, gag reel, the end of year gag reel was playing uh-huh. and I slapped on the bar and I go, Hey, and he turned around cause it scared him. And I go, that's me. And I pointed to the screen <laughs> and I go, can I get a drink? And he goes, Oh God. I'm, yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. You know, must not have noticed you. I was like, I think you did. And I took my drink and I left because I was you like, not I, have wanted noticed him, you. I wanted him to know, I know you've been ignoring me and you fucking won't when you know that I'm on this show now. Now, every yep. time I walk up here to get a drink, you better serve me when it's my turn. Yep. Because that is so ridiculous. You ain't up on that <laughs> gag reel, I'll tell you that. And it just is so annoying. It's, it's like, well, I worked hard for this recognition and I can't even get a god dang drink. I know. And and I also want to say, and I don't know how to put this kindly. I don't know what the cause is, but I have been noticing it has really been ramping up about, amongst myself and my girlfriends that there are many, many men who are getting extremely aggressive with women. My girlfriend yes. Gracie just posted just posted the other day she was crossing through an intersection 
and a guy ran a stop sign and was close to her. And she said, there's a stop sign. That man slammed on his brakes, put his car in reverse, reversed back up to her and said, what did you say? And she said, I said, there's a stop sign. And she said, I just acted Mm -hmm. like I wasn't afraid and I kept going. And I have repeatedly told stories on this podcast where things like that happen. And my one thing is you wouldn't do that to another man. Why are you mm-hmm. trying to intimidate women First so badly? Time. Because I'm sorry, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Like you have shown me that you are petrified of our power and the fact that mm-hmm. we all of a sudden are standing up to you again because the fifties are over and you can't put us back in our place. Cause when you were at war, women ran our country. And so you put the fifties right. as the model for families. We're coming out of it. All right. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yep. I don't want to serve you. I don't want you getting better than me. You take your turn. You do what you're supposed to. And don't you dare come back on me when I say, hey, what you did is wrong. And go, what do you want to say about it? I had a man do that Uh to me in the middle of Burbank. And I was in a bad place. And I literally, he got out of his car. And I go, what are you going to do? What -hmm. are you going to do? You got out of your car. You're going to kill me in front of all these people? I said, I'm in a real bad place right now. And I'm just looking for anybody to take it out on. Come on. (laughs) I mean, that's the point that these men are pushing us to. On the freeway one time, I had a a man that almost hit me because he was looking at his phone. And I honked at him and said, get off your phone. I made thumb thumb things. And he Mm -hmm. yelled at me and said, you know, don't tell me what to do. And I go, are you tone deaf? I said, you were in the wrong, first of all. And second of all, nobody wants to listen to you anymore with your privilege. <laughs> I might have to edit that out of this podcast, Jessica, but it's the truth. Oh That's God. what's happening I know. right now. And I they know. are getting aggressive. They are getting yes. violent in their com- like you don't slam your car in reverse and come Bad. after a woman just because she said there was a stop sign. That's just a given fact. She's not fighting you. Correct. That's a fact. Exactly. And you know. You know. You know? Yes. I think we need a cleansing breath. I think breath. we need a cleansing breath. I know. Oh, boy. Okay. It's been a while since we've had a good rant out. And, man, I have needed it real bad. So what we like to do is rant out all the silly, all the angry, <laughs> all the tense feelings we're feeling, which, Jessica, you've yes. had a lot on your plate lately. Um, and then but it's we just getting better. Yes. We take a deep breath in, we blow all that negativity out, and we spend the rest of the show filling up with giggles and funnies and good news. So let's take a deep breath in. If you can scream it out, go ahead. If you can't, okay, just breathe. Ready? Take a deep breath in. Mm-hmm. And ah. <clears throat> That was very visceral, Jessica. <laughs> There is no Dana, only Zool. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, are we ready to go into corners? Yes, you're up. I'm up first with corners. This is so funny because I did see this this week uh, or last week. I don't remember when. The man with the world's longest nose is yet to have record broken. Now, there's a picture accompanied with it. You can find it online. Thomas Wadhouse was an English circus performer who lived in the 18th century. He's, a, he's most famously known for having the world's longest nose, which is measured 7.5 inches or 19 centimeters long. I, yeah. Okay. A nose or a penis? 
Let me I'm read sorry. some more here. This is from history photographs. Uh, we'll get into that. Thus, if noses were ever uniformly exact in representing the importance of the individual, this worthy ought to have amassed all the money in Threadneedle Street and conquered all of Europe. For this prodigious nose of his was a compound of the acquisitive with the martial. But either his chin was too weak or his brow too low. Come on, let's not blame that on his chin or his brow. That was just an extra bit of nose. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, or nature had so exhausted herself in the task of giving this prodigy a nose as to altogether forget to endow him with brains. Or perhaps the nose crowded out this latter commodity. Who made this quote? At all events, we are told this Yorkshireman expired, nose and all. As he had lived in a condition of mind best described as the most abject idiocy. Oh, my God. Other records seem to indicate that Wadhouse was intellectually disabled and most likely suffered from some sort of facial deformity. He died around 50. Good grief. Although it was in 1780. So I guess that was probably a long life for him then. Um, he may have served as inspiration for Pinocchio, which was published mm. a century after his death. Now, I did not know that he was considered to be described as the most abject idiocy. I guess he was intellectually disabled, and that's very sad. Listen, the pictures that they've done, the recreation, you're not wrong, Jessica. It looks like a an, um, I mean, like a, a donkey dong. I'm looking at what abject Idiocy. Idiocy. Well, we know what like abject horror is. A foolish act or idea. They were saying that he was foolish, but then they're saying that it, it seems to indicate that he was intellectually disabled. And so, in those times, a lot of times, the only way they could that people could support themselves like that is mm. to be in circuses and things. I like know. That. I hate. But that. the the thing that I'm curious about is. Because we can only see it from the recreation of his face from the top view. And I want to know how long those nostrils are. <laughs> I'm just curious. Very long. And your nostrils, I think, get – your nose keeps growing as you get older, I oh, think. Oh, believe me. I'm aware. I see it on my face. <laughs> that's why everyone's obsessed with contouring because Shush, our noses right. never stop growing oh that's a good point you have yeah. a nice nose i've never oh, liked thanks. my nose i always thought it was like very bulbous but it's getting bigger i mean i guess i had a sinus surgery Oof. there's no way i would ever have it for uh aesthetics unless i needed to well that's what i'm wondering what his sinuses were like it's just too painful Ooh. uh oh i don't know I don't want to know. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. And then they did made this recreation, which I don't know how they went about getting, you know, whether it was based on just accounts from other people or whatever. Although now, did you know they can recreate what you might look like by your DNA? Because, you know, I watch all these. Yeah, I watch all these crime programs. So all you criminals out there better be listening. If you leave any DNA around, they can tell what color you are. And the general facial features you may have. And they've caught people. Wow. I did mm -hmm. not know that. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. I'm sorry, sir. I bet he had a rough life. But it is it is fascinating. Like, totally. Why it grew so rapidly in his lifetime. That's crazy. 
All right. Let me give you a very short and sweet corner. Thank you for that, Dana, and mm-hmm. for our listener for sending that in. This made me so happy. It's so cute. This was also sent in by a listener. This is from our friend Sarah. In Italy, this is an animal instincts corner, and it's oh, okay. going to be one like real short and sweet. Okay. In Italy, an elite squadron of 350 specially trained canines from the Italian School of Water Rescue Dogs, I want to work there, mm-hmm. has successfully been patrolling the beaches, working as lifeguards. Aww. Thanks to their willingness to perform strength and fearless exploits, including leaping from helicopters into the surf below to rescue at-risk swimmers. An average of 20 to 30 lives are saved annually by the doggy guards, and that number continues to climb each year. Wow. Um, I need you to see how cute they are all retrievers, either Labrador or Golden. Golden. Okay. I mean, there's Golden Retrievers, which is a different type of that breed and then we have labrador retrievers they're all in life vests and i need you to see how cute they are because that is so precious uh, and labs love to swim i mean i don't think that's a secret like Mm -mm. uh, those dogs if you grow up in areas with rivers and lakes those dogs are leaping in there they're in it yeah they love it But I know it says, like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, maybe some people are against it. Um, I think animals are incredible and can help in so many ways. And we know how amazing seeing eye dogs are. We know that dogs now sniff out disease. Yes. Like, especially certain breeds. Yes. They want to be busy. A lot of times... Um, behavioral issues are because a dog doesn't get walked enough, doesn't have enough to keep their brain occupied and Absolutely. bad behaviors come out because they're not active enough or not doing enough yes. to keep them calm. I, I yes. think it's, are they trying to say that we're forcing them to do something they don't want to do? Is that, I guess, I mean, if a dog or doesn't, it doesn't do even say that, it just says, what do you think? And I'm like, I think it's amazing as long as they're. <laughs> Being treated with the dignity that all animals should be treated uh, treated with, regardless of what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. I think it's great. I think it's incredible. Yeah. So More cute. dogs, please. Also, if I were drowning and a doggy came towards me, I feel like it would calm me down. <laughs> right. <laughs> me too. Oh my god. Babies. So can't. Thank you all for that. Right. Thank you, Sarah, for sending that in. All right. Are we ready to quickly? I love how we spent so much time catching up and then on our rants. And now we're like, like speed jetting through the rest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just where we're at on this first recording of 2023. I also have to say, when you're gone from something for a few weeks, it's crazy how you just forget how to do everything. Like when I was editing the episode, I was like, what am I doing? Have I ever done this before? How do you edit? (sighs) No, I know. <laughs> I would be like that at work too. Sometimes I'd come back and if there was like software on a computer, I'm like, I don't remember how to do a, a return. Like I know, right? just the simplest things that you do a million times. Then you're like, I don't, what? Our fault. Humans are made to move on. So that's right. 
<laughs> All right. Well, my rave this week is very exciting. It's the volunteers of Burbank Animal Shelter. And I just want to say that that's where I got my little Lucy. It is? I, yes. Who I love. Very, Lena, I didn't very know much. that. Yes. I got Aww. Lucy at the Burbank. And she was very, we had to do a lottery for her. A lot of people wanted her. Um, there were a couple of other so dogs. Cute. She was so cute and so little. And there were a couple of other dogs that I really was like, I wish I could give them a home. But we had a small child at the time and it just wouldn't have been right? appropriate, you know. But anyway, <clears throat> I got this little, I took a picture of this little snippet. Volunteers of Burbank Animal Shelter, a 501c3 animal service agency, is devoted to providing medical, social, behavioral, and financial care for animals at risk and determined to eliminate animal homelessness in the Burbank community. So hmm. I just love that so much. Um, when you go to their website, they don't have like, it's not like a great website for like, here's our mission. It says mission and then you click there and it just shows the different missions they have. <laughs> but the things that they have, there's so many ways that you can volunteer, um, adult volunteering, children volunteering. But what I really wanted to get into, they have foster programs, all of that. What I wanted to tell you is all of the programs that they have. And I won't get into them. We'll put the link in our notes. But this mm -hmm. is so cool. They have a barn cat program. They have a cat socialization program. They have a Happy Tales hikes program. They have a medical program. I want to say about Los Angeles, mm -hmm. one of the great things about living here is if you have a pet and you need to make sure that they're spayed or neutered or whatever, we have a lot of amazing vets out here that have do weekend work in mobile vets mm -hmm. and offer yep. lower pricing for things like that yes. because people really want these animals to be cared for and to not reproduce in ways that they shouldn't. We have pets for patriots, which just sounds Aww. so cool. Blah, blah, blah. And then there's also seniors for seniors. That just makes me want to cry Amazing. out loud. Seniors for seniors. Mm. I have several friends that have taken in senior animals this year. I don't know how they do it. Like my heart would no. just explode, but man, they get the reward. I think they get both the animal and the human mm -hmm. is so worth it. They just are willing to go through that. So anyway, Definitely. this is the Burbank um, volunteer Burbank association, but I would be willing to bet in many, many, many of the places where you live you can find mm -hmm. animal shelters that have volunteer. I mean, we've we've all seen the story mm -hmm. of the man who, the elderly man who retired, and he goes every day to socialize with the animals at the shelter. Have you seen that? Yes, I love he it. He takes so much. naps with them. He plays with them. It's Aww. fulfilling for him. It's fulfilling for the animals. So there's many, many opportunities and ways that you can help. Not everybody can foster. Not everybody can adopt. Right. But there are ways that you can give back. Um, there's also things that they're always in need of, always in need of toys, always in need of towels and blankets, always in need of any kind of food, like whatever you can do. Sometimes that's mm -hmm. just stuff we have laying around. Like you do yes. spring cleaning, you've got your old towels and your naughty sheets and your things that you're just going to throw away because totally. nobody would, you're not going to donate those to another family, but yes. that's what they use to line the bedding of the animal's beds mm -hmm. when it's chilly or for, to make it softer because we got Lucy, she was laying on a concrete floor. Absolutely. You know? So anyway, check those places out. If you're in this area, definitely go ahead and check out it's the such Burbank a good Animal Shelter. It's wonderful. And so many opportunities to volunteer there. 
it's so, so wonderful. And that's something, too, mm-hmm. that you can do with your kids if you have kids and teach them about giving back and stuff. Absolutely. Anyway, there we Thank go. Thank you, Dana. Yeah. And I love that yeah. that's where little Lucy came that's from. That's where my little Lucy's from. <laughs> All right, I am going to talk about my favorite place, as we all know, Target. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I want to tell you because I'm pretty sure that most of our listeners probably like Target, like we do. But if you have not signed up for Target Circle, I don't like all these things where it's like pay twenty dollars and get this off and blah blah all the so crap sick. they try to yes. get you to do, like yes. CVS. It's like. Well, I'm in here constantly anyways, and every time I spend money, I get a $5 off coupon, so why do I want to pay you for that? Why am yeah. I talking about CBS? This is a rave, <laughs> not a rant, and this is about Target Circle. So what Target Circle is, go sign up for it. You enter your phone number every time you're at the checkout. You enter your phone number, right. and what that does is, depending on how much you've spent, gives you money, like in your little Target Circle account. So, like, I recently was there, and by recently, I mean today, and yeah. I opened up Target Circle, and I had $26.81 in Target Circle that I could apply to my purchase. order today, my purchase. Wow. So, you're getting money. It's like a rewards program. You're getting money just by putting your phone number in. They don't mm-hmm. text you or any of that stuff. So, why am I telling you this? It's not just so you can put money in your pocket. One of the things that I adore about Target Circle is because, and I really do go on every single month to check this out. Every month you can go on to Target and you sign in to a Target account or if you don't have the app and you will see our little Target friend and it says the results are in. We've split $15,000 with the nonprofits below from the last voting cycle. Thanks for voting. Well, I vote every single cycle. They pick, number one, something that I love. They choose organizations. Some are national, but meaning they would also be helping your area. They pick local organizations like the Volunteers of Burbank Animal Society, things like that, so that the money is going back to your community. It's going back locally, and I love that. My point of telling you this is, They will show you like six things that they've chosen for that voting cycle. And every certain amount of dollars you get, you get votes. So I go to Target a lot and I had 30 votes to cast. Now, sometimes if it's just something that I love or I'm like, this is a humanitarian aid that is needed right now, I'll give all 30 votes to it. But I try to spread the love. So this time and as usual, I like every organization and I this past billing cycle or whatever went through and gave each one five votes. Wow. So anyways, you see each one, like volunteers of Burbank animal shelter, $5,177 received. That's feeding America, right? $3,703 received. So based on how it's voted, like for that billing cycle, they had 15 grand in the pot Mm -hmm. and then it's all split up. So I don't need to get into semantics uh, this is an amazing program. It costs you nothing. Special Olympics of Southern California, uh, Family mm-hmm. Service Agency of Burbank. There's just wow. incredible, incredible organizations. So without you spending uh, additional money just by shopping there, you can tell them where you want the money to go. 
and you will also get money in your pocket. It is a win-win. Again, please hire me, Target. We'd love you to be a sponsor. <laughs> I'm at your doors at least once a week. I wish I was exaggerating. I'm there at least once a week on a personal well, level and on a work level. Yes, because I think um, in other areas, you know, when I lived in the Midwest, we only had one Target in town and it was on the rich side of town. It was, you mm -hmm. know, far away from us. Um, Walmart was kind of our only option. And, you know, I understand that they have cheaper prices and sometimes we need what we can get. But mm -hmm. in the long run, that does not help you or anyone else. It really right? doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. They don't treat their employees well. It's just... And the reason yep. that they have those prices is because they're dirty. So, yes. <laughs> so I, I like to support Target as much as I can. And yeah. that's exactly why. Totally. So, I love that. Yes. Thank you for sharing, Jessica. Indeed. Thank you. What if it comes out one day that you were like a secret agent for Target and all these I years wish. of friendship and podcasting were just a big advertisement for Target? <laughs> Uh, I wish. Uh, someday I'll see a headline. CEO of Target, Jessica Young. <laughs> I'll be like, what? I'm like, Dana, start peeling <gasps> back my skin. Oh You're an undercover boss. Oh, my God. <laughs> my only question is, are you that white dog with the with the red ring around your eye? Or are oh you? Oh, my God. Man? I don't know. <laughs> I'm the bullseye. <laughs> oh, Jessica, oh, boy. I think that's our show. I think it is. I think that's our show. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this ridiculous ride as usual. We yes. are back and hopefully week to week again. Uh-huh. What do you have to I'm say, Jessica? I'm wagging my finger. No, I was going to yeah. say, I'll tell you how you can get a hold of us, y'all. Please do, please. Uh, thank you for those of you who wrote in. And thank you. We had several listeners check in on us. You guys are the sweetest. You're so checking great. Checking in to see thank how you. the weather was. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, the rain was awful, but we are good. Thank you so much for those who reached out. Um, we also had an earthquake. Did you feel the earthquake? I know. No, I was in San Diego. Oh, interesting. My Not that cat I couldn't Ollie, have felt it there, but I didn't. My cat, Ollie, knew it was going to happen. He woke me up about 15 to 20 minutes before mm -hmm. it happened, and he was just glued to me to the point that I was going, are you sicky, buddy? Are you Aww. okay? I thought something was wrong, and then we had an earthquake. He was trying yep. to tell me it's coming. So weird how they mm -hmm. sense that, right? Yeah, yeah. So please uh, reach out to us to say hello, to send in uh, any of your ideas and things that you would like us to discuss or share with the world. Mm -hmm. um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves Podcast. You can email us at Gmail, the Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Also, new and improved, you can find us on TikTok at The Rants and Raves P, and you can find us on our YouTube channel. Watch an episode, you can download it, and watch the insanity as it unfolds. Thank you <laughs> for those of you who watched last week's episode and for your comments. A little shout out to Gracie and Lennis. Aw, thanks, guys. Yeah. And one more thing, we would like to send our best wishes to our dear friend, Jen Hall Hill, back on the East Coast, 
we are sending lots of love to you and to your dad. So we are rooting for him and we are sending you love. Yeah. Um, she has put out a request uh, for cards for her dad. If that's something yes. that you would be interested in, email mm-hmm. us and we'll get you an address that she can send, mm-hmm. that you can send a card to him, which would be lovely. Yes. So if you're like, I don't know who that is. Well, you do because she is the professional. I'm joking. She's not, but she should be and could be uh, the illustrator who started drawing uh, the insanity of Dana and I, and they're yeah. so incredible. She's, She's super so talented, talented lady. Oh, yes. man. And also just a wonderful human being. Yes. We love you. We, yes, we do. Is there anything you need to share that you've been watching? Or I know White Lotus is over, so you got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. No, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a hiatus from TV. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Only just because uh, I've been busy. So I'm like, you know what? It's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, no. And sometimes I just play podcasts or books or something just yes. to get me through. So I'm not totally screen all the time. Um, yep. I did do a new series on, I don't know that it's a new series. I don't know when it came mm-hmm. out, but it's on Hulu called Traffic, Trafficked. And it is a news documentary oh. series similar to like what Lisa Ling or somebody has done in the yes. past. And her name's Marie something. She's fantastic. I can't remember. But the hmm. reason it's so fascinating is it is. Um, they have each episode's a different thing. So like one of the first ones I watched was scamming the robo, like the scam calls we get mm. fascinating. Another one was uh, printing fake money. Did you know that over $500,000 a year of fake bills enters our economy? Dang. And where they make it and how they make it is unbelievable to me. I'll leave it to you to watch, but like, so I'm like, could I do this? <laughs> Clearly, I couldn't. Also, it's oh wrong. My but God. anyway, it's very fascinating. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. But yeah, still like getting into the new year. You know, I have always for the last like, I don't know, seven years, every year I teach myself something new. And I don't know what that is this year, guys. I don't have anything on the horizon this year. So maybe some but, suggestions of things that I might be capable of doing. I have the perfect idea. What? And I only say this because I was talking about this with John when we were driving to San Diego. He yeah. has been using Duolingo and learning yes. how to speak Spanish. That has been hovering over me for decades because, you know, that's my heritage. Yeah. <laughs> my grandma speaks fluently and I have some cousins that do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I feel like for me, though, it would require an actual like sit down class. I'm not responsible enough. To like I need to go games. to like Berlitz and have complete immersion. Yeah, same, same. Where they just keep talking to you in the language and it's like, you're going to have to figure it you're out. Gonna I watch a lot of Spanish television and I do pick up little bits and pieces. Mm, so I feel yes. like if I did immerse in it, maybe I would pick it up quicker. I don't know. Totally. But I wonder if I'm going to have issues because there's some Spanglish in my verbiage. Sure. I wonder if that's going to confuse me that I grew that's up funny. with. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, you know, like Linda or things like when I, my mom was being hard on me and my grandma would be like, oh, Bobosita, I get Linda. <laughs> and I, knew I, was getting, I was getting coddled. Uh, I also know, callate, shut up. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here or there. Okay. Hilarious. I do, I do like to end the show with just a little point to ponder, something to think about. Sometimes they're silly. These are actually not silly. They're just truths mm-hmm. that I did not know. So we'll be out of here after this. Jessica, I'm glad that you made your trip, but I'm also glad that you're back. Same Z. I loved sharing my family with you and would love uh, to do that again sometime. Honored. Absolutely. Um, and thank you listeners for coming back. It's hopefully going to be a fun year. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. Jessica, did you know that Tony Morrison is the pen name of Chloe Anthony Wooford? No. That's not her real name. Tony Morrison's not her real name. That's a pen name. Interesting. I didn't know that. Here's another one for you. George Orwell. Did you know that's not his name? No. George Orwell was the nom de plume of Eric Arthur Blair. Also, Voltaire, this is really reaching back. Voltaire was born Francois Marie Arith. Oh. I got to be honest, their original names sound really great to me. That's what I mean. They're quite regal. Why? Maybe it was too much for people to remember. So, like, Chloe Anthony Mm. Wolford couldn't be remembered. People would be like, that's too much for my brains, Tony. With an eye. Yes. George. Can't handle Eric Arthur With Blair. With an O. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And real quick, if you had uh, a go by, what a would pen it be? name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. And I do have <laughs> one because I yeah. took creative writing in college because I was in love with one of the English professors in our department, Mark Drew, he looked like Carrie Elways if he had been mauled <gasps> by a wolf. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh, uh, he had like still chi- good. scars like chibs on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, real oh, okay. hot. Hot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I don't know uh-huh. what happened. I think he got in some kind of a brawl. Hot. Okay. <laughs> um, I was attracted to all of my male English professors, especially Dr. Wolf. Who always leaned in. He wore a tweed blazer with the suede elbow patches. He'd always put his foot up on a desk and kind of lean in when he was talking about stuff. There's two types of those. There's two types of those, though. There's the ones that are just hot and they're real puss hounds. And then there's those that you look back in life and you go, Dana, that man was gay. (laughs) Oh, my God. You would have had eyes for Dr. Wolf, and trust me, he was not gay. No, no, um, no, no. So I still haven't answered the question. My pen name. Yeah, I want to know. Because Mark Drew asked us all to have a pen name, and I brought this up yesterday with the cops. He said, I want everyone to hear everyone's writings each week and be unbiased. So if Dana writes something, I don't want you to know that Dana wrote that piece. I want oh, you to smart, hear it. smart. Yeah. And give an unbiased, honest opinion and reaction. And we would, he would mix it up and he knew what everyone's pen name was. It would be like Dana, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mine, Madison Elise, the two names that I wished were mine and that I said if I ever had a daughter, it's what I would name her. Madison, Ooh. of course, from Splash. And Elise, L I C E E L I S E from, uh, a cure song, and it's just always a name of like, oh, and uh, Mrs. Keaton on Family Ties. 
Why did you say, of course, from Splash, as if we're all so obsessed with Splash, the 80s movie, that we would know there was a character named Madison on there? It's Daryl Hannah, the mermaid's name. He's like, what's your name? She's like, uh, and she looks up at the street sign in New York and she goes, Madison. <laughs> and I was like, that's a great name. Of course. <laughs> I am such a weirdo. I love how excited you were to explain that to me. Oh my God. <laughs> well, um, I unfortunately duped you because I follow Mr. Wolf's advice. <laughs> I will not be sharing what my non de plume is because I might be writing pirate fantasy erotic fiction one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've pitched writing erotic fiction to so many friends that everyone must think I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I just think uh, there's a lot of money to be made. I think there yeah. is. You have Call an untapped myself. market. That's right. You know, dusty driveways. Let's get the dirt off the roads, guys. <laughs> Let's get oh some excitement God. going on. I don't care if you're a pirate <laughs> or a Sasquatch. There's so many areas to explore. <laughs> okay. There's something for everybody. All right. <laughs> this oh is one of, the weird, one of the weirder episodes we've ever done. I love you. We'll it be is. back. Okay. I love you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.